0: All right, so we are about a little over a week from Christmas. It's that time of the year. That time of year. Yeah. Honestly, I you know, I put a post up not long ago and it said, you know, what would be a great Christmas gift for a trucker. Got about a million answers, you know, and Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, people are talking about, you know, CBs and you know the practical things and of course, you know, some people are like, "Well, a highway with no four-wheelers would be good." You know, things like that.
1: And yeah, peace in the whole world. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, write in and tell us, you know, what are you I you know what I would love to do with then? I'd love to have somebody write in and go, "Hey, announce what I'm getting my husband for for Christmas on the show." That'd be a pretty cool deal, right? Yeah? Well, uh, uh, like if somebody wrote and said, I'm getting my husband a new three, 389 Pete, but I want you to announce it on the show. And then he'll think it's like a hoax.
1: Okay. Okay. I, I guess I can kind of follow that, but it would spoil his surprise. I mean.
0: I think it would be a pretty co- good, that a pretty cool way of... Of having your present unwrapped by Talk CDL.
1: <laughs> I, I like the idea.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, write in and let us know what what you guys are getting your your wives and 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 each other for Christmas if you don't mind. Well, then again, they're probably going, well, I ain't gonna tell you. You know, or you know what? Write in after Christmas and let us know what did I wanna know what is the most unique trucker thing somebody got this year. I do. Mm. It's got to be trucker related. So hmm. write us, write us and tell us hmm, hmm, something hmm. different. I'm always, you know what? I'm always looking for something different for on the show. You know what I mean? Like you can only talk about so many subjects, but the one thing somebody wrote to me the other day and they said, listen, love your show mainly because all Ruth you. Ann. Oh, did you hear that? What, what did you say? Because of Ruth Ruthann?
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they didn't say that. They didn't say that. Oh, but no, what they said was because we only talk about trucking and, and again, I'm not here to put down other podcasts. Okay. But like, I was told that a lot of them, you know, are, you know, off the rails talking about all kinds of other things, right. sports and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Which there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that if that's your podcast, but we've always advertised that we're all about trucking. You know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we may have subjects that involve trucking that are a little off, but it's always related to trucking is what we try to keep it going. You know, we're, we're a trucking family. You know, we've been in the trucking industry our whole lives. You know, my family's been in trucking. My grandfather owned a trucking company. You know, it's just been trucking. That's all I, all I really know, you know, in life was trucking, truck drivers, trucks, you name it, trucking. It's just, you know, and I, I didn't, I didn't learn it on purpose. You know what I mean? I was raised in it. So that's probably why our podcast is just strictly trucking.
1: Actually, I've had other people let me know that they enjoy the concept of us just doing strictly trucking. And that's it. Not having other um, news that's not related
0: to the trucking industry involved into it. You, you know, we have over 800 episodes and its they're all about trucking and the one thing that i learned a long time about a long time ago about trucking itself and i never realized this before the, you know the podcast started in 2015 that you can you can do a show um, you, you, many shows about trucking trucking is like its own world there's so much going on in trucking from you know trucks to drivers to, you know, regulations and highways and everything related to trucking. It's just an amazing industry, and you can never be short of something to talk about in trucking. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen a lot of people start podcasts, and and they, they only last for a couple of months because they run out of things to talk about. And I'm going, how could you run out of things to talk about in this industry? All you got to do is listen and open your eyes. There's always something to talk about in trucking. Yeah, that's true. Good the, and bad.
1: Very true. I think that the only thing that that, as a podcast, you have to watch is the the quote Debbie Downer stuff. You know what I mean? All the a, a lot of accidents, a lot of stuff that that the drivers already see so much every day, that they don't want to hear some of that stuff. You know, like.
0: Yeah, some get off on blood and guts. You well, know. I'm not saying blood and guts. I mean some of that, but you know. You know, I mean, honestly, look, I showed you that that video earlier. That was crazy. Of of, you could tell it was in another country, but it was a video of a of a car that didn't stop at the stop sign, and instead he shot out halfway on the highway, which caused another truck to jackknife. Yeah, he stops in front of a trucker in the highway, and and the. The trucker jackknifes, and an, and the oncoming guy gets decapitated. I, you know he had to be killed, yeah. right? So he hits he hits the trucker's trailer, and then a, like a BMW flies underneath it, and and his his top end goes almost off. It was like, but you want to hear what was How it? can you get bored of seeing that stuff? I'm, I'm not saying I want no. That s- that stuff is pretty neat. I'm not saying I want to see people get killed. I don't want to see their blood and guts all over the place, but. You know, you can't help, but when you see something like that, you're like, it's so mesmerizing. You're like, wow, the, the destruction and power of a tractor trailer in an accident. Again, I'm not I'm not super excited about it, but I'm all about trucking. And when I see something like that unnatural, you know, and I know a lot of people love seeing that. I, I shouldn't say it that way, but but people do. They thrive on bad news. Some do. Not everybody does.
1: Well, what you didn't mention is the actual cab and the trailer separated
0: on that truck, right? Yes. That's what did. I thought. Yeah, so jackknifed thought. and separated. Yeah,
1: it was really, it was like amazing, like you were saying, because the the whole thing came apart. It was just weird.
0: Yeah, and now you could tell that wasn't in the United States, that accident.
1: No, the trailer was, or the, the tractor was different.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was Europe, for sure. But anyways, going back to to podcasts and, and different shows. Um, you know, if you're out there and you, and you just started your podcast or whatever you're doing in the industry, I promise you there's not, there's never, ever a moment of boredom in trucking. Would you agree with him? I agree. All right. So moving on. So welcome to the show, Miss Ruthanne. Thank you. You know, I was reading this article, um, today I was reading an article about Speed limiters again.
1: There's a, I, I think I is that the, will you tell me the article? See if it's the same one I was thinking of.
0: Well, no, I mean, it just literally, like, it literally was posted in the last couple of days. It's new. Um, it says Republicans are panning truck speed limiter proposal at house hearing. Um, it was an article. Um, let's see, lawmaker questions, FMCFA chief. On rulemaking ethics, after she attends political fundraiser, um, here I just read some of it. Okay, it says House Republicans used a hearing, and again, we're not political. It's just that this is how this article starts. It says House Republicans used a hearing meant to discuss implementation of President Joe Biden's infrastructure law to push back against an upcoming proposed regulation to mandate speed limiters on trucks. It says one of the biggest concerns surfacing in the three and a half hour House Transportation and Infrastructure Highway Subcommittee hearing on Wednesday related to the ethics of the speed limiter rulemaking process. Which you know, th- how long have they been talking about speed limiters? Oh, a oh, while. Wow. Few years. Yeah. Um. Anyways, um. Uh, let me see here. Uh, it, it's been a few years, and, of course, nobody wants them, okay? Uh, no, there's been a lot
1: of talk about the the pros and cons on them, and there's a lot of, of bad that can happen by the limiters, and there's a lot of debates on that.
0: Right. It says U.S. Republican Troy Niels. Uh, I'm sorry, Representative Troy Neals, Republican from Texas, questioned Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration Chief Robin Hutchinson about a potential connection between the FMCSA rescinding in September a 68-mile-an-hour limit on electronic speed governors and trucks, which had initially been included in an agenda summary of the upcoming proposed rule and uh, and a fundraiser she attended uh, the same week, it says, sponsored by laborers, union, trial attorneys, large trucking companies, Neil said, all of which had been pursuing your agency to select a speed limiter rule at 60 miles an hour, uh, well below what the agency had indicated. And by the way, I read earlier today that the ATA supports a 70 mile an hour speed, Only if you have all kind of safety features on your truck, you know, like the automatic braking systems, all that other stuff, right? Right. They're supporting a 70 and 65 if you don't. So you got four different speeds I'm hearing about, 60, 65, 68, and 70, right? It says, Niels um, asked Hutchinson, if the credibility of rulemaking is damaged by attending events sponsored by supporters of regulations that our agency is still crafting, we take very seriously the fidelity of the process of rulemaking. And we don't discuss the contents of the rule, even as we are engaging with our share, I'm sure stakeholders. He says, I'll trust you on this. Niels responded, but I hope you equally consider the 15,000 comments from America's truckers who have provided input on this rulemaking, they are not going to be able to host a big fundraiser for you. Um, It says five other Republican lawmakers also took issue with the rule and made it a focus of their questioning. It says, um, Boast, a former truck driver, which um, is uh, Mike Boast of Illinois, a Republican, said, said that when his home state... Instituted different speeds. Remember, like some of the states used to have, um, like 65 for uh, cars and 55 for trucks. Mm-hmm. Michigan, I think, was 55 for trucks and 70 for cars. Ohio used to be 60 or 55 and 65. I think Indiana, um, at one time was 60 for truckers. And and, and what this boast guy is saying that they, they had increased accidents because of you know, slower moving vehicles. Yeah, I read that article
1: before too. Notes he had such great points.
0: Right. And and you know what's funny is these statistics of slow trucks being and and it was always, you know, somebody not paying attention rear ending them. This was pre-cell phone, if you if you see what I'm getting at. Yes, I do. Okay. So, Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, all these states that had um mixed speed limits one for cars one for trucks, had increased accidents because of the slow vehicles in the way now imagine that today if you drop a trucker down to 60 65 68 right and cars are doing 80 and half of them are on their cell phones mm-hmm. can you imagine the rear end accidents you're going to have and the amount of car drivers that are going to be killed
1: I think that it will definitely go up.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm positive it'll go up. I mean, honestly, I'm positive. Um, let's see. It says be uh, rule. I think I just wanted to read a couple of things that I seen at the end there. Um, it says um, Collins, who started his own trucking company, agreed that truck drivers are overregulated. We have speed limiters out there now. They're called speed limit signs. He says, in addition, he said, FMCSA directly monitors speeds through safety scores that show when drivers get ticketed for speeding and and which are also used by insurance companies in assessing risk. The free market works when a driver is not insurable due to speeding. That's when the driver is let go. So what they're saying is, at the end of this month, they're supposed to make a, a a ruling if they're going to be, I guess, implementing the speed limiters or not, or if they're going to go forward with this. I would tell you that I remember back in, I want to say 2015, right around when we started the podcast, there was five States. You can look this up, Virginia, Virginia, I believe the Carolinas and possibly maybe Tennessee and Kentucky or Tennessee and Alabama. I'm not sure, but there was five states over on the East Coast okay that were testing this out speed limiters. Okay, and they had companies doing it. I and I said to everybody back then, this is the beginning when the FMCSA gets a target on your back you're you're as good as shot and i'm telling you it's it's they are going they're not going to stop until this happens speed limits spe- i believe speed limiters are coming i believe it's all over oh, uh, in an overregulated industry and i believe that it's all due to people you know that protest and and You know I mean? You get the wrong person. I I remember hearing a story about, I could be wrong, there was a, a governor in the Midwest. Their child was killed by a tractor trailer, and they've been on a mission ever since to regulate truckers. So I'm just saying that this industry, this industry, it's like it seems like every year something new comes down to you know, here's the other thing that you should say think. If you if you bring a truck down to 60, 65 miles an hour, right? That's their top speed. Well that if a trucker if a trucker's truck was sixty mile an hour top speed, that means he's gonna average 10, 15 miles an hour less than that top speed when he's when he's driving, you know what I mean, over the road. That means he's gonna have to work more hours. To get the same amount of miles. Which is impossible to do because you're only allowed so many hours. Right.
1: Right. And you know what else that um, that you might not have thought of, which you probably did, but when all all these new overregulated things started coming up, right? All the all the the fighting and the bickering and, and, and all that stuff that you're saying that people were trying to do. That's when, that was also before we really had a lot of dash cam usage. So they were trying to blame trucks and the drivers for a lot of those incidences and accidents that were happening and not really taking into a factor that once they started seeing dash cam footage, that it was all cars creating these issues, 90, you know, I'm going to throw a figure just because I feel it 90% at least. I mean, there are bad drivers out there, but Unfortunately, the trucker is getting more blamed for these incidences when it's really not them that were creating it. It's it's really the the, the four wheeler that comes slamming in through the, the ramp coming up and cutting the driver off and making them jackknife or doing other different stuff. So a lot of it is really them, but they're not they're not showing the proof that it's 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 the four wheelers because they're not showing the updated dashcam footages to, to as their as their backers and proving it.
0: You know what I mean? I, I absolutely know what you mean. Um, it's it's amazing what I what I find is amazing, right? In crashes and statistics, okay, is numbers don't lie and all these regulations that they've put on over the years i'm looking at deaths and in crashes involving large trucks do you want to know what, what what when they started taking this data when 1975 do you know in 2000 i'm looking no, no this is no bs i'm looking in 2021 Okay, the amount of people died in a semi-truck-related accident. This is what the latest data is. 4,714. When they first started taking, when they first started taking polls and tracking deaths. Okay, and out of that 4,700, like you said, 90% of them, Okay, four four-wheeler, the four-wheeler's fault. That's a common fact. Mm-hmm. But in 1975, 4,305 people were killed in a semi-truck-related accident. So all the regulating they've been doing, okay, for the last 50 years, the numbers really haven't changed a lot. In 19, uh, and I'll just give you some numbers. In 1976, for about 4,900 died in a semi-truck related accident. In 1977, 5,600. In 1978, 6,100. In 1979, 6,500. And then, and then it went back down into the fives. And then, when you go, like say, you get to about 1991, 4,700. 92, 4,400. 93, 4,700. And like I said, and the list just keeps going on between the fours and the five thousands, all the way up to our time now. So all this over-regulating, okay, regulating truckers on speed, on 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 this autonomous braking systems, on 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 chasing the ones out that are doing drugs, on doing everything that they're doing to regulate truckers. Okay, the numbers have not really changed in 50 years. They're fluctuating maybe 500 deaths a year, which is very minute number. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I, I'm looking at it right now, the statistics, it's insane. So I guess 1975 is when they started recording the amount of deaths by truckers. So, you know, when you look at it, right, when you look at the whole thing, all this regulating is just putting money in someone's pocket. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be safe and strive to be a safer industry, but it it's always punishing the trucker and the trucking companies because somebody's reaching in someone's pocket. Because when you start putting speed limiters on trucks, guess what? Now there's a lot of money to be spent there. Well,
1: yeah, because there's going to be someone that's going to be making them, and then there's going to be ones that are going to be, okay, you only can get this kind because this kind's really not the greatest. So... It's going to be just like with e-log, it's going to only certain ones are going to be acceptable and the insurance is then going to have it to where they can say, well, we will only use the speed limiter that's made by, you know, Troy and company versus any of them that might have a better price for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it it remains to be seen what's going to happen. You know, we're definitely going to follow this story, see what they come up with at the end of the month um, or, you know, whenever. And we're we're just going to follow this to the end because I I am super interested to see where this is going to go. And I'll just leave it with this. You know, if you take the amount of trucks that are on this road and you make them all the same speed... All gonna be. If you think getting around two trucks is hard now, mm-hmm. you you guys. In fact, the the these lawmakers are are gonna have to be held up. Forever, just to be able to see, oops, we made a big boo-boo. Because I promise you, if you make trucks 60, 65 miles an hour, you're pretty much making America 60, 60 65 miles an hour. Because there's no going, with the amount of trucks on roads now, there's no going around trucks.
1: Not not easily, no. Not that time. Nope not, nope.
0: not a slow truck. Nope. Not, not, I'm sorry, not an entire interstate of slow trucks. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's here and there when you get like a J.B. Hunt truck or a, a Swift truck that's got 80,000 pounds going up a hill, and then you got another Swift truck or a J.B. Hunt truck trying to pass them, and they're limited to the same speed. You know, that might hold you up for a few miles. But times that by uh, 3 million trucks on the road, and I promise you, you got one giant roadblock. Time to move on. Moving on. Moving on, Ruthann. I'm getting sick of even talking about it. Let's take a break. If you're a driver looking for a new trucking job, check out NCI. NCI offers the following. New Kenworth T680s, competitive wages, solo team, and students welcome, plus a full benefit package for you and your family. Check them out today at 888-311-7076. That's 888-7076. And tell them Talk sent you. Hey drivers, are you sick of watching the other drivers bypass the way station while you are held up going through yourself? Well, download DriveWise today at www.drivewise.com. Dot com. That's D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E dot com. And start bypassing the scales yourself. If you're a small carrier, an owner-operator, or even a big fleet looking for something better, check out Driveways today. And remember, there's no equipment, no transponders needed when you're using DriveWise. Check them out for a free download at www.drivewise.com. D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E dot com. Drivers, if you're looking for a local, home, everyday driving job, apply with Carter Lumber today. They have positions for Class A and Class B local drivers. They can take experienced drivers, students, and non-CDL drivers. With over 160 locations, chances are they have a position for you. So go to carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL and apply today. Again, that's carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. Thank you. Truck Parking Club is a network of instantly reservable daily and monthly truck parking locations throughout the U.S. Truck Parking Club helps connect truckers to truck parking locations throughout the U.S. via truckparkingclub.com. Our network's is made up of property owners that have locations adequate for truck parking to list on the platform. This includes trucking companies, storage companies, CDL schools, trailer leasing companies, real estate investors, truck parking operators, and more. Go to truckparkingclub.com today. Okay, we're back. We're back. All right. So you got an update for us, huh?
1: Well, a lot of of questions were still put out there for the truck driver, David Schultz, that went missing Mm -hmm. in Iowa.
0: So this happened in Iowa.
1: Yes, it was in Iowa, um, Sac County,
0: well, he was like, wasn't he hauling like livestock or something? Pigs. So, I mean, he actually had a whole cargo of live animals on the truck at the yes. time. Yes. Yes. Um,
1: he picked up at his distribution that he was getting it the the farm that mm-hmm. he was getting the pigs at, and mm-hmm. he was taking them to a another location to empty uh, empty them out. The other location was. See, it starts with a white, white, white anyways, that's, that's where the hog buying station was when he went missing. He was not far from that destination. So after all the interviews with the police and all, um, that they made with, with the place that he picked up at, because that was a questionable place. Mm -hmm. Um, they found out that there was nothing at all that went wrong there they tracked him by his cell phone at the different locations. Like he was at the mile marker um, one one twenty six, I think it is mile marker one twenty six truck stop east of Fort Dodge on Highway twenty. They have him r- recorded being there, both video and by his cell phone. So what they did is they tracked him. From when he picked up, when they, when, the, when the place stated, yes, he picked his, his hogs up, here's the time on the paperwork, they were able to track him by the minute from that location to the truck stop to where his truck was, was found. Because his truck was noticed on um, DOT cameras, it was noticed on the truck stop cameras, it was noticed by the cell phone towers. So they were able to show that there was no variance of where he was going. The only problem is is the fact that his wallet and his phone was left in the truck and his, his jacket was outside the truck. They have no idea what happened to him. There's still no record of him. There was someone that reported a David Schultz going and getting an um, airline ticket from Minneapolis to Phoenix, they were thinking that someone was, like, you know, the conspiracy that he was leaving and going across and going to um, Mexico or somewhere. And when they followed it up, they found out there there was a David Schultz, but it was not the same exact David
0: Schultz. Okay, so that was what you call a lead that they followed up on. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess because, like you said, somebody reported, okay, this is David Schultz. We noticed a David Schultz at this time got on a plane. But then they found this other David Schultz, and he's not the David Schultz, the trucker that went missing in Iowa. Correct. So, um, I mean, there's so many theories that could be. You know, um, I, I think I mentioned this before. People, I forget how many people, adults. Now, this is just one theory, which cops will use the same theory. But it's in the thousands, Right. that adults go missing on purpose from their life. They just get up and walk away from their life. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that this is what happened to David. Right. You know, it's cause it's kind of weird that, you know, his license, his cell phone. But I mean, if you're going to walk away from your life, you definitely want to be leaving every, anything behind that people could trace you by. Mm-hmm. But it's like, to me, he's a trucker and he's, and he's a, you know, we worked for a pig farmer, right? Okay. As truckers. So we, we don't understand that life actually. And they don't make a lot of money. They're not, they're not getting rich. So it's like, if you were going to walk away from your life, you would think you would need some money, you know what I mean? To go to your new life, especially if you don't want to be found. So you're not going to take credit cards. So you would need something to start over with. Right. So I was going to say, so it almost sounds like that probably is not the case with this guy. You know, um, I'm thinking maybe medical. You know, sometimes something like that could happen, right? Um, or like a, a medical, as far as like
1: he just goes nuts, well,
0: medical or well, no, yeah, like a a, a memory thing or something. You know, what I mean, like how some people just get confused and end up somewhere else. I mean, it could be like a you know some kind of a neurology thing or whatever. Is that's that's mind, right? Or mm-hmm. it could be or is something. Uh, uh you know as uh, s- uh what's the word uh villain type you know
1: nefarious
0: nefarious i couldn't think of the word <laughs> or you know s- what's the word uh but anyways something criminal happened to him you know um there's probably about the three theories that obviously everybody's probably going Good job, Detective Troy. <laughs> we, good, we must have thought of that never one. never thought that yeah, one. Right. Boy, I'm glad Troy's on the case. But no, seriously, um, you know, it's, it's probably most likely one of those three things. And, uh, you know, the worst part is the family.
1: Right. He had, I think, two children and his wife.
0: Oh, so he has little kids even. Yeah. Well, see, and that's really, you know, the part where everybody's probably going, that's not like him. You know, I'm sure that they obviously they talked to the family. Mm-hmm. Hey, was there a fight? Were you arguing? Right. What could be possibly wrong? You know, has this guy ever gone missing before? Blah blah blah.
1: I'm sure they've covered all those grounds. Problem is, is they have nothing. There's, there's, they searched over a hundred thousand acres for this, for this, for this guy, mm. and came up with absolutely nothing. So, they're trying, and it's it's not going anywhere but if for some reason you have something that you might want to go ahead and let them know about i'm going to give you the sac county sheriff's office number it's 712 662 7127 or you can call your local law enforcement agency and tell them what it's related to for them to contact them
0: okay perfect yeah if you guys if anybody knows anything you know please definitely i'm sure the family is super worried and uh you know, prayers for the family, and hopefully he is found safe. David, what's his last name? We get Schultz. Schultz. S C H U L T Z. David Schultz. If you are listening to this podcast, call home, David. Your family's worried about you. Ruthann, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. So, uh, trucking, Ruthann. Trucking, trucking, trucking. You know, um, that's what we talk about. I said. Or I said in the beginning of the podcast that. Um, it's that time of the year, Christmas, but man, 2024 coming around the corner. Crazy. Um, you know, just a quick, this is just a quick message to everybody. Everybody's been so down, you know, in trucking cause of freight and this and that. I'm telling you, I'm seeing it slightly getting better. Um, I seen it, uh, a thing that was just issued by Goldman and Sachs. It says they believe the bulk of. Goldman Sachs believes the bulk of the drag from monetary and fiscal tightening policies is over. Um, It says that um, world economy to perform better than expected in 2024, says Goldman Sachs. I've been saying this, Ruthann, that 2024 is where we start seeing a bit of normal. But here's what I'd like to remind everybody of. Okay, you know, even in a good economy, what's the worst three months of the year? You tell them. January, February, March. Exactly. See, even Ruthann knows. Okay, the first, even if it's a really good economy, the first three months of the of the year is always going to be slow. Now, why is that, Ruthann? Number one, the number uh, there's there's a couple factors. Even in a good economy, and I'm going to tell you when the when the temperatures get below, I think it's 55, flatbed freight really goes downhill because a lot of your um, roads and stuff tar can't be laid. Mm -hmm. blah, 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 concrete, all that stuff up North. Um, so a lot of flatbed freight slows down because they're not working on road, which means bridge beams and everything, you know, that comes with that industry and that will definitely slow down the economy. Plus a lot of your flatbedders, believe it or not, a lot of flatbed companies have dry vans. And when flatbed freight takes a crap in, in December, January, February, March, uh, the, uh, they migrate to the dry van industry, which, which takes away from dry van freight. Okay. The other thing that really hurts the industry um, is Christmas. Um, everybody and their brother spends all their money, usually. Mm-hmm. And, you know, next thing you know, in fact, they, they spend, they overspend, don't they are? Yes. They, they really do. and so um, a lot of people max out their credit cards. And come January, they don't have a lot to spend. so consumer spending is down Mm -hmm. also along with flatbed freight. So, you know, you mix all – and you wouldn't think that really that's going to hurt. But believe it or not, the the working man is really pushes 75% of the economy along because the working man spends his money. But when he don't have it, he can't spend it. Mm -hmm. So between flatbed freight going downhill – and, and drive-in freight, you know, going down because obviously Christmas is done and they're not producing as much. Between all that, there's a little bit of a lull. And then spring comes, okay, and Easter, Memorial Day, uh, the thaw is in, flatbed freight picks up. And believe it or not, you know, people go back to work. There's seasonal work also a lot of truckers go and and are worried about seasonal work. And what happens is, come spring, millions of people start buying gloves and boots and shirts and worker clothes. And they start spending money on lunches. And you wouldn't believe, but that sparks the economy. The amount of spending people do on, on buying tools and everything. And so, this coming year, I believe truckers are going to start really seeing more demand than they were. I know they're seeing it right now because of the Christmas push, but I believe by April you're going to see a huge push. And it may even be sooner because everything's been so crazy. But I believe the assembly lines are working full now. Everybody spent their stimulus checks. And here we are now. And I really believe, and it's election year, which usually means that the politicians are pushing for, you know, all kind of stuff because they want votes and blah, blah, blah. I think you mix all that together and you're going to see a better economy in by the first quarter, by the end of the first quarter. What do you think?
1: Um, I actually agree 100% with you with that because um, from what I've read also – Stuff are is, is like you said, the assemblings are coming back. There's things that are being done, but unfortunately because of the time of year, we're not gonna see it as much as we would by the end of the first quarter because it's gonna take that time frame to really start seeing that difference.
0: Yeah. So anyways, my message is keep your keep your chins up, everybody, keep your confidence up. Um if you're a believer, keep your faith up. And, uh, I, I guarantee you it's going to turn around cause it has to, um, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. The economy's good. The economy's bad. It's good. It's bad. It's good. It's bad. It's just the way it's been working forever. So anyways, Ruth, then that is the pretty much the podcast that I have this week. Do you have the word of the day? I do. Bye. I by word genius,
1: I do have the word of the day, but I wanted to quick mention booth number six six one zero five is our booth number at the at
0: Matts. Yep, mm-hmm. and and look for us also. We'll be at the Florida Truck Show this February in Fort Lauderdale. So look for us there. Last year was the first year for it, and these people that are putting on the truck show. In Fort Lauderdale. They have a show in California. They have a show in Texas. Mm -hmm. They have shows that they've been doing for the last so many years. Because you know that the truck show in Dallas, I don't know why, ever since COVID, they never brought it back. That was the second largest truck show in the United States every year. And so for some reason, I don't know if that's ever going to come back, but this this current these current people started a truck show in Houston every year, and that thing's growing and growing. Right, right. In fact, we did just get some some
1: emails from the, t- Florida, the Florida Truck, truck show. show, so once we know exactly our actual booth number, we can start telling you that, too.
0: Yep, so look for us at the Florida Truck Show. Look for us at Matt's. We look forward to being with you guys. Sit down, interview with us, maybe do a little video work. Ruthanne, what is the word of the day by word genius? Monder. Monder? Monder. Monder. Let's do it one more time. Monder. M O N D E R? No. M O N? No. Okay, give it to me. M A U N D E R. Oh, wow. M A U N D E R. Interesting. So, monder, monder. And it's a verb. It's so, Mondering.
1: Um that could be used.
0: Okay. So what is monder?
1: Monder, talk in a rambling manner.
0: Okay. Troy's a monderer. Yes. <laughs> yes. Seriously. Or I, ha- I am a monderer.
1: Move or act in a dreamy or idle manner.
0: Interesting. I, now I'm more of a monderer talking and rambling. Sometimes I ramble so much that I'll say to myself, why are you rambling? And then I'll even ramble back at myself. Yep.
1: Yep. I actually seen that. I've witnessed that. It's very entertaining.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes I annoy me, but anyways, I think, uh, I'm going to stop mondering.
1: <laughs> no, you're not. No, I mean, f- I mean for,
0: for this podcast. Oh, for now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stop mondering and I'm going to say, we are out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.